Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travelling, and I'm your host for the Winning Family Podcast. And we want to say a big thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate it and review it, and let us know if you find the content helpful and encouraging. And hey, share these episodes with your friends and your family. And at the end, we will share with you how to get a free copy of Rodney's new book, The Double Win. I love that title, The Double Win. (laughs) It's super helpful. It's going to be a game changer for you. And we want to get a copy to you absolutely free. So today I am joined with Rodney and Michelle Gage. And we're going to talk about making marriage simple. Are you kidding me? Can we make marriage That's simple? the easiest thing in the world. Oh, lay Being it out. married? I mean, how hard can that be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what planet you're from, but break it down, Rodney Gage. Break it down. Oh, it's kind of like my son, Luke. We always tease about, I uh, said, hey, aren't you going to write that book on humility and different ways you obtained it? But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where... Uh, you know, it is, I don't even know if that's even a fair title, Marriage Made Simple. But I'll tell you how it all came about, though. Um, I'm going to make a little confession. I'll tell the story. Oh, I can't wait. Ooh. <laughs> so I Michelle and I had right a date <laughs> night on at home. And uh, so I am like, I am, if you look up the word idiot in the dictionary when it comes to technology, You'll see my face there because uh, I'm just like seriously clueless about technology. I just don't, I don't. Do they have one of those books, Technology for Dummies? I don't know, but I I wouldn't even be able to figure it out. We'll get one for them. But (laughs) one night we're we're sitting on the couch and so we decided we're going to watch a movie. And uh, so we have one of these so-called smart TVs, which is the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) So we have the smart TV, and um, so on the on the remote, it has across the top. It's got like Netflix, it's got Amazon, it's got I don't know whatever other big uh, you know button on there. And so um, we were told by our kids and some friends, say, "Oh, you got to watch this, you know, certain movie. It's on Amazon or whatever." So I'm trying, literally trying to figure out how to get on Amazon. And I probably spent, I don't know how long, probably a solid 15 minutes. I mean, I was getting to the point of just like beside myself. I was so mad, frustrated. Finally got, um, we got the, the, like the customer service number called Amazon after you, the, the TV company. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, long story short, I'm talking to some guy like in India. Okay. Who is navigating me in Orlando, Florida, with my remote control. This was enjoyable to watch on yeah, the couch. Yeah, this is our date night. <laughs> and so this guy goes, uh, uh, do you have your remote control? I said, yes. He said, push the button. I said, what button? Like there's 50 buttons on the remote control. He said, push the button. I said, which button? He said, do you see a button that says Amazon? I said, yes. He said, push the button. I pushed the button and all of a sudden this little thing starts spinning on the TV. And all of a sudden 
our world was expanded with <laughs> endless movie selections. Now, and it, the story has a few more details to it than that. Oh. But <laughs> we had pushed the Amazon button, but we had not pushed it in the correct order with other buttons. Okay. That's true. Well, bottom line, <laughs> point of the story, how all this has anything to do with Marriage Made Simple <laughs> is that it's amazing how something so simple can be made complicated. Yes. yes. And I think yes. that is what happens with many couples. You know, we are prone, you know, to take something that God created, yeah. something good, something purposeful. God created marriage for our enjoyment. You know, one man, one woman coming together. That's God's plan. That's God's design. I know some may not agree with that, but that's God's plan. That's his design. That is his purpose. If anybody should know, he should know. He's the author. He's the creator. He's the inventor. So, he invented marriage. And so one man, one woman leave mother and father. And what did he say? Cleave to each other and become one flesh. So sounds simple, right? But it's not very easy. It's very, very complicated. Even it's from very the messy. Very beginning. Yes. The very first couple. <laughs> You're right. It was, right. It was complicated. That's right. So anyway, yeah, yeah, they blew it and then they went and hid. Well, they blamed each other and then, you know, they went and hid and put fig leaves over themselves. So, so anyway. if we struggle. Yes. It's a reality that everyone struggles. It's not easy. Yeah. Right. And we certainly want to make light of anybody who's obviously going through struggles right, right. now in their marriage. The point of the matter right. is, is I think we contribute a lot to the complications of marriage. Mm -hmm. We get we get our we get in the way of ourselves a lot yes. of times. And as a result, we can make something good that God intended to become in many ways disappointing yes. and hurtful. And we can not only complicate matters, but when you think about the rep repercussions of the choices that we make too. So unfortunately, you know, there are consequences to the flip side of that when things don't go well or we end up dissolving a relationship a marriage ends divorce happens you know life gets complicated life gets messy you know that affects there's a ripple effect you know on so many different areas of life so how do we avoid the complicated mm -hmm. how do we keep the main thing the main thing how can we simplify you know um something that again is hard it's very difficult but I think if we look to God and we follow his ways and we really lean on God's plan and purposes, mm -hmm. we the can avoid, manual. yeah, we can mm -hmm. avoid a lot of the pitfalls and traps that, you know, we find ourselves falling into and yeah. we don't have to get lost, you know, in the confusion of it all. I think God can help us see from his perspective and I think he can help us see clearly when we're really able to understand that God has a plan and a purpose. So as long as we we comply with that and we are cooperative when it comes to doing that, then I think we can make marriage simple in a way that brings joy and fulfillment mm -hmm. to our lives. Mm -hmm. And we can really win in the marriage relationship. That's right. We, so. we bring a few years of marriage to the table here. That's right. Right. So... 
Linda, you and Ted have been married 30 years. 30 years. We, 30 we years. both got married in the, all of us got married in the same year. Yep. Uh, so we bring 30 years, almost 31. So mm-hmm. right here, we got 60 years right. right here That's at right. the table. <laughs> so right. we have not always kept it simple, no. but it sure is awesome when we do. And so we get to talk about that. How yeah. are some steps? What are some Amazon steps too. we can do? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love a statement you made. You <laughs> said, okay, so, so the whole idea here is that you're going to make marriage simple and you're going to outline that for us. But simple doesn't mean easy. Yeah. Simple doesn't mean easy. So let's break it down. What, what, does this, what are the simple steps? Maybe not easy steps, but what are the simple steps that you would recommend? Well, first and foremost, I like to say it this way. We have to learn to love deeper. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of people are afraid to go deep yeah. in their love. And, I, and a lot of that is mm-hmm. because of maybe what they um, either didn't have growing up or whatever poor models that they were exposed to um, growing up. And that's not that we're bashing our parents or anything like that. But I think if we... If we didn't see healthy relationships and healthy marriages modeled, then what happens is, is we come into a relationship sometimes with kind of a, we're keeping somebody at a somewhat at arm's length. We like to kind of keep things superficial because that's where it's safe. And the problem is, is that when we put up our guard or we uh, won't allow our spouse, you know, in other words, there's only so far we're going to allow them into our lives, you know, where mentally, emotionally, where, where we if we hold back, um, what happens is, is that we're we're not able to really experience the true oneness at the different levels that God intended spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, you know, just mentally, all of those areas of life where we come together as one. Well, if we're not living at a, if we're not loving at a deeper level, then, you know, we're holding back, we're limiting the relationship. And if the relationship somewhat becomes more conditional rather than unconditional. And so it's like, I'll love you if you do X, Y, and Z, or if you meet certain needs, or if you live up to certain expectations. And so what happens is, is that we have a tendency, if somebody doesn't live up to those expectations, then we're quick to point blame, we're, we're quick to point out, you know, the discrepancies of the person that we married. And all of a sudden, you know, what what is no longer a deep, transparent, you know, intimate relationship. Now everything is on the surface. Everything's being protected. Everything is guarded because we tried to maybe open up. We tried to be transparent, but we got met with rejection or criticism or ridicule. So as a result, we kind of just keep it safe. And I think that's where when we can learn to go deeper in our love and what I mean by that, that's really just learning to love unconditionally. You know, without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of weird and strange, you know, when when we say not expecting anything in return, but that's truly living sacrificially, mm-hmm. unconditionally, mm-hmm. exactly the way God modeled, especially through what he did through his son Jesus Christ in yeah. our lives as mm-hmm. as believers, you know, as um married couples when it comes to our 
uh, relationship with, with God and how he plays that role in our lives as well. So that's kind of what's... That's really good. I think uh, we've talked about before too, when we first got married, you know, you bring so many expectations into a relationship. And when they are not met, which they will not be met, because we have very unrealistic expectations based upon the way that we were raised, based upon what we, the culture, we've allowed the culture to teach us about what we think marriage is. And uh, when those aren't met, then like you said, we're building walls and we don't allow people to come in close to us, then we can easily become angered Mm -hmm. and shut walls down Mm -hmm. and which uh so love deeply leads to the second thing that we're going to talk about and that is forgive quickly and um you know the bible teaches us not to allow the sun to go down on our wrath and i was talking to a friend about that recently there and she was like it takes me a long time to process my anger i you know i can't it's hard for me to say we're if we're arguing not to go to sleep and completely finish the argument because I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I can't process and, and get work all the way through it before the sun has gone down. And that made sense to me. It was interesting, but I think it's just forgiving, living and walking, forgiving quickly. We may have to walk through and process things, you know, that where those expectations have not been met. And Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, we talked about this before where you have to write a note and try to work it all out in your own mind, process it. Um, But living in this constant state of forgiveness, the Bible says um, to uh, make allowance for Mm -hmm. uh, people's faults because we all are imperfect, you know, I'll be the first to admit I'm imperfect. So we have to expect that people will not meet our expectation. So we have to make allowance for that. And a part of that is being willing to forgive quickly. And of course, this is something I have to remind myself of. But I think the whole thought of going to sleep, uh, forgiving, not holding that, allowing the sun to go down, but continuing to work through things, you know? Yeah. Another way of saying that is just keeping short accounts. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not allowing a fight, a point of conflict Mm -hmm. to just drag on where you're Mm -hmm. giving each other, you know, the silent treatment where you're not even speaking to each other for days because what happens, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold. If you give him an inch, he's going <laughs> to he's going to invade your privacy real quick because he'll literally come in and take over. He's come to steal, kill and destroy. He's just looking for a way in and he'll yeah. use anger, hurt, mm-hmm. disappointment. He'll use all of those things because he knows if he can get in and create a wedge to create distance, that mm-hmm. cold shoulder, that awkwardness. Mm-hmm. You can just feel the tension in the air. <laughs> you know, if he can create that kind of atmosphere in the home, he knows that that he's got you. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've got to keep those short accounts and make allowance. That's such a power. I love that. That is such a powerful verse of scripture mm-hmm. where we have to just understand that we're all imperfect. We're going to say things we shouldn't have said. We're going to say things we, we later regret. We, we will often act out in ways that if we're not careful can hurt 
the other person. And yeah. when somebody is on the receiving end of being hurt, well, we can either hold that in mm -hmm. or we can explode and retaliate to try to defend ourselves. But all of that just adds fuel to the fire. And I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, Paul even said uh, that we are to be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Mm -hmm. And I think if we just would learn to just pause and just listen more, you know, I think a lot, uh, I, we have this in our family shift book, but it's a statement that says, um, uh, the, the biggest distance, excuse me, the farthest distance between two people is misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And, and so when you powerfully true, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you yeah. think about, you know, the, the distance, the gap, the separation that can happen in a marriage relationship, a lot of it really comes back down to the misunderstandings. It's yeah. those unmet expectations. Yeah. And so that's where we have to just, you know, love deeper, <laughs> open up, speak. Yeah. You know, where we, we can be vulnerable and speak the truth in love. We can we can take off the mask and we can share our hurts, our struggles, you know, where where it's not being met by ridicule or criticism or judgment. And then on top of that, when we can keep those short accounts and we can say, hey, I was wrong, not I'm sorry. I was wrong for saying that. I was wrong for neglecting, you know, you or I was wrong for not thinking, you know, more about you were just being considerate, you know, of something as opposed to just focusing on myself. I love uh, a statement that my dad used to say, and Linda, you may be able to tell me who said it, but um, to seek to understand before being understood. Yeah. And that, since my dad's passing, that has been a statement that's really kind of been heavy on my heart, just to to seek to understand before being understood because yeah. uh, we've talked about this before too. We can tend to have the addiction to always being right yeah. and to come into a relationship or into an argument or into just your home in itself to, to understand why the person is acting that way, why they're so frustrated. Well, maybe they're just exhausted, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, to understand that and kind of look beyond why mm -hmm. or look beyond the surface of the behavior to what is behind the behavior right now. Yeah. What is going on? Why are they acting that way? Yeah. I heard someone define the word intimacy one time, which was so powerful because at the end of the day, it's what we all want. It's what we all desire in a, in a relationship. But, but what does really intimacy mean? And, it, and they said it this way. It's intimacy, intimacy is defined into me, you see. Yeah. And so when we can, you know, allow the other person to see into our lives where they have a better perspective and understanding of what it is we're going through, what we're feeling, you know, what happened to us. Sometimes yeah. we just need to have that safe place where we can go and share our heart with somebody mm -hmm. And without, again, being met with cond condemnation or sarcasm or, mm -hmm. or somebody kind of just brushes mm -hmm. it off, mm -hmm. but willing to listen yes. and to empathize and enter into your world and feel what you feel. And what the, what, what, that just builds trust and it builds greater intimacy mm -hmm. and allows you to love deeper. And so keeping those short accounts and then, of course, uh, choosing joy.
you know, I think that's the third thing that's so important Mm -hmm. is just learning to understand that at the end of the day, we are responsible, Mm -hmm. you know, for our attitude and regardless of what's going on or how somebody else is acting or respond, you know, um, you know, choosing to respond, we're going to choose to respond. (laughs) We're just going to choose joy no matter what. And when we take that approach, it's amazing how, you know, we're in control of the circumstances rather than allowing the circumstances to control our emo- our moods and emotions. Again, simple, but not easy. Not right. easy. <laughs> not easy. Not easy. Absolutely. But it is a choice. Push the joy button <laughs> because that one works. Trust me. <laughs> remember, Rodney, when you push that Amazon button and remember, we're choosing joy. Push Feel that my joy pain. button. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you've had, uh, you've given us three great steps so far as to yeah. making marriage simple. First of all, is love deeply, forgive quickly, choose joy. And what's the fourth one? First one is, is to live intentional. Well, our favorite <laughs> word, our favorite word on this podcast, <laughs> intentional. Right. Intentional. Life is short, live intentional. Life is long, stay encouraged. Yeah. You know, we, we've got to live each moment, each day, you know, intentionally. It's, it's life is a gift and each moment we've got to be intentional. So we have to decide and determine, do we want to have a great marriage? Then we got to do some things. It's not all on our spouse to give us a great marriage, you know, and it's not all their responsibility. It's not 50, 50, it's 110 and 110 on each part. (laughs) So we got to be intentional about that. And there's a difference between having good intentions and being intentional. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So we can have good intentions Mm -hmm. of, you know, a date night or good intentions of doing something with the family, good intentions of, you know, going to church or whatever. But the question is, are we being intentional with that? Are we building our schedule? Are we, you know, around the things that we say are important? So, you know, that's, I think what Stephen Covey once said, you don't, you don't uh, plan out your priorities. No, you decide your priorities and then you put them out you put them on your calendar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a matter of, being intentional and saying, these are the things that are most important to me. My marriage with beyond, you know, obviously if you're married, you're listening to this. I'm even going to say this, this a lot of this is controversial. And so I'm going to stir the pot here. Okay. (laughs) Let me just say this. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this, if you are married and you have children, let me, let me just speak a word of truth and love here. Okay. Listen, if you have kids, they are not number one. Right. Your spouse is number one. Your kids are number two. This is huge. (laughs) Ultimately, well, and that's probably not even accurate. God is number one. I'm stating the obvious here, okay? He's number one. He should be number one. But your spouse should be the highest and most important priority before your children. And I think that's the great danger and trap that a lot of young couples with small children fall into, that once toddlers, once those kiddos get in, into the picture, they compete for the time and the attention and the focus of the husband and wife. They and become s- the CEO of the yeah. household sometimes. Absolutely. So they're calling the shots. They dictate you know, everything. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, 
you know, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times from a young couple. And they say, well, you know, we, we can't, we can't go out because our children, you know, they, they just don't enjoy staying with a babysitter. I'm like, well, who gives a flying rip about the, you know, you know, get the babysitter over there and get out the door and go enjoy your night. They'll still be alive when you get home. So it's just little things like that. You have to be intentional and fight for the things that are most important, because if you don't, Life happens. Mm, we get right. busy. And again, we can have good intentions. And then we look back and we say, we haven't been on a date in mm-hmm. two years. We mm. haven't gone on a vacation. Mm. We haven't just had time in a getaway. And, you know, so all of a sudden, again, what we hoped or what we had good intentions would happen doesn't sometimes happen unless we are intentional about it. That's something that uh, we really try to do. And we had family night too, which was really important, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also date nights and put, put those rocks on the calendar. Yeah, I know absolutely. that you and Ted do that as yeah. well. And even yeah. still, absolutely. you know, with the, yeah. it, we're empty nesters and you still have to keep that right. as a priority because yeah. these are simple things, but they're not easy. Even as empty nesters, we our schedules can mm-hmm. fill up so fast. Mm-hmm. So what, do you have some tips for that? Well, well, you know, you're talking about being intentional and, and going back to some of the previous podcast episodes that we've recorded, yeah. we talked about determining in advance, if if possible, or, or just start where you are, what are our core values? What's our vision? What's our mission? And for right. Ted and I, that was one of them. You talk about date nights. We determined that we would have a date night every week. That's Come hell or high water, <laughs> a date night every week. And I can honestly say, and you can ask Ted this, we've probably only missed maybe five to 10. And we've been married 30 years. And maybe that was due Incredible. to sickness. Or I think I was in the hospital giving birth to a child at one, <laughs> one, week, <laughs> one weekend. But it can be as, you know, and people will say, well, well, we don't have the money to go out. Well, you don't need money. You yeah. can go for a walk at the lakefront or go for yeah. a bike ride or like you say, stay in and try to fiddle with Amazon, right? Or, you know, whatever. But um, so that was one of the the commitments we made is to have a weekly date night. And we have kept that. And that has helped us keep our marriage priority. And even when the kids were in school and had conflicting events, such as basketball games and, uh, you know, different extracurricular activities, we still figured out a way to make that happen, even if that meant our kids didn't sign up for as many things as they wow. wanted to, because mom and dad's relationship wow. came first. That's countercultural. It is. It is. <laughs> and you know, also another thing, you know, if, we're, if we want to be practical and give some suggestions as to how you can be intentional, another thing we did was we would have couch time every day when we got home from work. Ted and I both worked outside the home. And when we came home, you know, it's typical when dad walks in the door or whoever's last to walk in, the kids are saying, hey, daddy, daddy. And they want the the attention of that person that just walked in. But our kids knew that as soon as mom and dad got a moment, they, whoever walked in the door last, they would go to the couch and we would both sit on the couch for 15 minutes. And that would be mom and dad's time to catch up and debrief. They were not allowed to interrupt us. 
if they did try, if they needed us, or if the kitchen was on fire, we'd say, look, <laughs> this is our couch time, guys. That's and this great. is mom and dad's time to catch so up. Good. And we would just debrief about the day. Hey, is there anything that happened that was upsetting? Is there anything? What were the That's highlights amazing. of your day? Not just how was your day? Open-ended questions. And just for 15 yeah, minutes. But, but that, that not only gave us that intentional time to connect, right. but it also said volumes to our kids yes. that, hey, this relationship between mom and dad comes before us. You yeah. taught by Ow, example. But yeah. 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 That is wonderful. But what's so cool about good. that is, you know, some parents might think, well, that makes your kids feel insecure. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it makes them know that your marriage is rock solid. That's what brings Absolutely. security to a, a family, to a to a home. That so being intentional. Man, yeah, that's so good. so good. That that we did something similar, but it was putting the, the kids to bed at mm, an early yes. moment. Even maybe they didn't go to sleep, but they went in their rooms and they shut their doors and then it was our time, you know, to be together at that moment. And uh, they would fight it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke was one that would crawl out of his crib and we, we turned the locks on the doors. I know that's crazy and it's probably, I don't know, is no, it illegal? That's awesome. <laughs> we would lock him in. <laughs> You're staying in that room and then we would have time together. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So as we wrap this up today, the four things that you suggest that make marriage simple. Number one is love deeply. Number two is forgive quickly. Three is choose joy. And then four, live intentionally, yes. right? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to that as we close this out today? Well, I don't want to complicate matters when we keep it simple. Okay. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I think awesome. that's the issue is just keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. You know, if, right. if we could just focus on those four things, wow, what a game changer that would be. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully that will be a, a winning strategy that you can uh, you know, apply, yeah. you know, in your given context. And uh, we trust that if anything, you know, it will be something for you to just kind of refocus on. Yeah, that's and right. That's so good. Again, and I know, Linda, you're going to tell our listeners how they can get a copy of Rodney's new book. But his new book, The Double Win, is speaks just to these things. Awesome. So maybe we can tell them how to get that. Absolutely. I'll do that right now. So so we want to thank you for joining us. Obviously, it's, uh, it is a passion. You can tell yeah. in their voices, right? They are passionate about pouring into you, as I am. And, and we want to encourage you to follow this podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want your questions. And here it is. This is how you get the book. You ready? You're going to write this down. If you're driving, pull over. It'll be worth your time. You want to go to the doublewinclub.com. That is how you can receive your free copy of the Double Win, the new book by Rodney Gage. And you'll also get something else, which I think is just phenomenal. I just love that you guys are offering this. You're going to have the opportunity to join their mentoring club called the Double Win Club for 30 days free, 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 free. Isn't that cool? Free. So go to the doublewinclub.com to learn more about Rodney and Michelle's family mentoring program. And again, uh, we want to encourage you to, to just have it in your heart mm. to win at home and win at life. And we're here to help you do that. Awesome. Thank you.